Welcome back, everybody. Welcome into a spooky rendition of the BSD Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, everybody? Hey, we are back after a small hiatus when our kids are on spring break. We kind of had to take a mini spring break ourselves. So, but here we are. We are back. We are back with a vengeance. And this is actually going to be the first time that we are actually splitting up an episode into a multiple parter. So, this one is actually going to be a two parter, and it is a spooky spooks. But this time, it's just going to be me and you, Scotty. Yes, so no, sir. No spooks with Tiff this week. No, nope. that's all right. I think we can hold down the fort. We do it all the time. And this week, we are actually taking this multi-parter, and we are going abroad, and we brought our floaties and our paddle boat, and we are <laughs> hopping across the pond over to say hello to our friends in Ireland. Oh yeah. Like when I think of Ireland, I think of castles and uh, their accents are i love them and not to mention they their irish car bombs are pretty dang on also i'm not gonna lie don't drink them very often <laughs> but think they, leprechauns oh yeah yeah true touch me lucky charms exactly oh is it our, i hope so don't bash us if we say anything you know, mispronounce any places names you know what We'll do our best. Yeah, let us know if, if we if we jack anything up. So this week we actually got decided to look up uh, some of the scariest, most terrifying places in Ireland. Uh, we have this list of about five different things. We're planning on going over the first part of the list, so we're going to cover numbers five, four, and three today, and then we are going to release the second part later in the week. Part of it is this time and, you know, we got things we got to do, you know. Yeah, like works, practices, all that good stuff. So, but yeah. Hey, you forgot to say work. True. Yeah, some of us work. Some of us choose to, you know, work long and hard. Some of us choose to barely work. I would prefer to barely work. I just work. There's no barely or over. I just work. True. Have you been... Since we uh, last been on here, I've been doing pretty good. I had a good uh, Easter weekend, and I got to watch my my daughter uh, enjoy her Easter basket, and got to spend some time with some extended families, and you know, a lot of Easter egg hunts. <laughs> and by the way, Happy Easter to everyone! It is related Easter. Yeah, related Easter. Yep. Technically, since it is a day after Easter. Yep. Um, we didn't have as much as we were out of town for slacker over the weekend. Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. gotta do what we gotta do. We we are based out of Little Kentucky. We decided to uh take our kids a couple miles away over to St. Louis. Shout out to Prince of St. Louis. Had a great little mini weekend there. Had to check out some things. Their zoo, 
kids really enjoyed checking out those furries that they have there. And then they have the city museum, which is amazing. Warriors, yeah, that is amazing. Got up close and personal with the arch. Kids love that. Oh no, it was a good weekend. Got to swim in the hotel. Obviously, they love that too. Then once we finally sat down for the night, they were out. You wore the them. To, when it was time to come back, they were already asking, "Do we have to go home? Can we stay longer?" So apparently, apparently they enjoyed it. But yeah, so how about we uh, dive on into our Ireland spooks so that we can go ahead and shout out our Irish folks. And one of the things you hear quite a bit is some of the a lot of different stories out of Ireland when it comes to obviously the castles and different paranormal such experiences, ghosts, things like that. And this is just the start that we would love to go more in depth and more stories, maybe dive into some more cases. Ireland, because I know there's so much more than just these few that we're going to talk about today. But yeah, so so Scott, um, what is the name of the website that we're actually, we'll shout out our source for this episode? Well, where we're getting our information from is a website called IrelandBeforeYouDie.com .com <laughs> So, Scott, you start us off, and then, like I said, we're, we'll Dive into numbers five, four, and three today, and then we'll finish off one and two to you know keep everybody hanging and uh you know keep them on the edge of their seats until the next time. Just to keep y'all reeling in, so that way they like, hmm. Yeah, hope mine keep... sink. <laughs> um, but no, it it's called the top five most terrifying ghost stories in Ireland, a nation of storytellers. Ireland is known for its spooky fables. Here are the five most terrifying ghost stories in Ireland ranked. As it drifts into winter, Ireland often becomes a place of twilight with its quick shortening days and long dark nights. The low sunlight, when it does appear through clouded skies, casts long shadows. The darkening atmosphere across the country has influenced folk superstitions, ghost stories, and many famous Irish Gothic writers. We are known for revealing tales of vampires, Malevolent ghosts and paranormal occurrences. Marion McGarry highlights a selection of Irish ghostly stories perfect for this time of year. Some authentic, some rooted in folklore, but all undoubtedly scary. So, Mr. Brandon, I'll hand it over to you. You can read hmm. the fifth. Is it scary? <laughs> yes. Crows very scary. Crows are not scary. Well, you know, you think of. Cloudy, dark, and then you get crows flying over. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, let's dive in. Number five, the haunted cottage. All right, don't chew me up on this pronunciation. The haunted cottage of Neen. Yep. Company. Fairman. Fairmanau. Fairmanau. Don't chew me up and spit me out on that one. <laughs> but it is the site of paranormal activity. All right. First on our list of most terrifying stories in Ireland takes place in Fermanagh. Again, hopefully I got it right. In the area of Cunin near Fermanagh, Tyrone border, it's an isolated, abandoned cottage. In 1911, this was the home of the Murphy family, 
who were apparently victims of poltergeist activity. Ooh. Mrs. Murphy was a widow who, along with her children, began to hear mysterious noises at night, knocks on the door, footsteps in the empty loft, and unexplained creaks and groans. Creaks and groans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then other strange occurrences began, such as plates traveling across tables, seemingly on their own, and bedclothes moving around the empty beds. Oh, all right. That, that would get me. Yep. Yep. The plates. Yep. Hey, give me my phone. No, right in the middle of taking a bite. Oh, there goes your plate. Oh, come on now. Wait till after I'm done with this. <laughs> this is soon. More extreme and frequent paranormal activity began to occur, with pots and pans thrown violently against the walls and furniture elevated from the ground. So, let's see. also says, a coldness permeated the cottage as mysterious shapes appeared and disappeared through the wall. House became the talk of the area, and neighbors, local clergymen, or clergyman, clergyman, clergy, clergyman. Eh, close enough. In a local MP, oh, I don't know what MP is, witnesses to the strange events. A Catholic priest from nearby Mark, uh, again, this is, this is terrible. McGuire's Bridge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. Or two exorcisms to absolutely no avail. The haunting continued along with the family's terror. Soon, numerous rumors circulated that the family had somehow bought the demonic activity on themselves. Of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. Oh, no. Right away. Something people don't understand, and then they make rumors about, oh, well, they must have done this. Probably (laughs) anytime that someone says, the house brought demons on themselves. First thing my mind jumps to, all right, where's the Ouija board? Right. <laughs> There's got to be a Ouija board somewhere around. All right. So let's see. With no local support and now in fear of their lives, the Murphys immigrated to America in 1913. The story did not end there as apparently Portugais followed them. Oh, that's not good. The cottage yeah. in Kunin. Our ruin was never lived in again. They visitors say it retains an oppressive atmosphere. Hmm. So, so that was number five. That let you take over number four. All right. So jumping into number four here, we're going to be talking about a haunted mansion in Sligo, which is said to be home to some Egyptian artifacts. Sligo, Sligo. On the Kulera Peninsula in Sligo, William Phibbs built a stately mansion known variously as Seafield or Lachine House. The mansion overlooked the sea, and with over 20 rooms, it stood out as, as an opulent symbol built at the height of the Great Famine by a man who was a cruel and unsympathetic landlord. Well, there's still many of those types around today. Hmm. Um, I try to avoid landlords. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I don't by the early by the early twentieth century, his descendant 
Owen Phibbs housed a collection of Egyptian artifacts, including mummies at the house. Seemingly, this stimulated the activity of a violent poltergeist. Well, dealing with another poltergeist. Hope he's not uh, fibbing about. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. According to some servants, the house often shook and objects would smash into the walls at random. Ooh, now this oh. one's very violent. A ghostly horse-drawn coach rumbled up the avenue at night, only to disappear at the entrance door. Several exorcisms were conducted at the house, yet the activity did not cease. They didn't do it right. Nope. <laughs> Clearly, they did not. If they did, if they did it right, there would be no more activity. Exactly. So the Fibs family, say Fib a lot, pun intended, hmm. uh, strongly denied the haunting. Sorry. As it became difficult to retain servants, and no one knows what prompted them to leave abruptly in 1938, never to return. Never. Agents organized for all the house contents, even the roof, to be sold. It is now a ruin covered in wild Atlantic ivy. Occasionally visited by those interested in its paranormal history. Hmm. Hmm. So two instances. Can you imagine? Violent just like, guys. What? 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 <laughs> Can't finish that sentence. What? What? In the... <laughs> As you were, sir. So we started out this series with poltergeists. This next one takes a little bit of a twist. Brandon, you're up. Number three, going to be the final one that we'll jump on today, states a vampire in Co. in Company Dairy. Dairy. Uh, I'm not real sure what Co. stands for in Ireland. So any, anyways, it's in Dairy. Over there, let us know. We we're we're dirtiters. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> take it easy on us. All this. Take it easy on us. We love you guys. No hate mail, please. No hate mail. <laughs> so it states a vampire in Co-Dairy. One of the most terrifying ghost stories in Ireland. Hmm. All right. Well, let's see what this one has to say. I remember skimming through this one. <laughs> uh, let me clean my throat. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, I know. Professional. I know. <laughs> Deal with it. Oh, in, in dairy. Huh. Every time I say that, though, it makes me think of like milk. But anyway, in dairy, in a district known as Water Birdie, Water Birdie, Water Birdie. Hope so. You can find yeah, find a grassy mound called Ocathanes. Ocathanes. Yeah. Dolman. Marked by a single thorn tree, it is said that a vampire is contained within. So, is a vampire contained within a tree? Yes. Now I really want to go to Ireland so I can see this tree. I know, right? In 5th century Derry, a chieftain known as Abhartok. Man, I am so terrible at pronunciation, so please, nobody. I think it's pronounced... Avertok, because I don't think you pronounce the H. Avertok. Yeah. Was notorious for his indicative, indicativeness. 
Man. How many tongue twisters in? Yeah. Anyway, bear with us. We're noobs. <laughs> noobs. Yeah. I've, I haven't had to read in many years. Since school? In cruelty towards his own tribe. He had a strange, deformed appearance, and rumors founded that he was an evil wizard. Well, we got vampires and wizards in this. Yeah. All right. Nice. When he died, uh, anyway, when he died, his believed people had him buried in a manner lifting a man of his rank. However, the day after his burial, his seemingly alive corpse reappeared in his village, demanding a bowl of fresh human blood. Or else terrible retribution. All the blood? Like, really? Yep. I'm a vampire. Give me a blood. Uh, <laughs> I will bite your neck. I will suck your neck. Oh, you die. Anyways, or unless, or if you're in Twilight. Sparkles. Sparkles. Anyways, his terrified former subjects turn to another local chieftain. That thing. Oh, all right, so it's Chieftain Athane and asked that he kill Avatar. Avatar? Avatar. Athane killed him three times. Three. Not one, not two, three. Three <laughs> times throughout. And after each murder, murder Avatar's person, corpse, came creeping back to the village. All like the grudge just came creeping back. <laughs> Searching for the blood. And finally, Kathleen consulted a holy Christian hermit for guidance. He ordered Avatar killed using a wooden sword made of you. Y-E-W, not Y-O-U. You buried head downwards and weighted with a heavy stone. Finally, he ordered the planting of Bushes tightly in a circle. Thorn bushes. Hey, this is not my day. Anyways, thorn bushes tightly in a circle around the buried site. On following these instructions, Kathane at last confined Avatar to his grave. To this day, the locals there avoid the mound, especially after dark. Man, that one's kind of crazy. Yeah. I can see why it's the scariest one. Well, when you uh, murder <laughs> murder a person three times and they come crawling back up saying, give me a bowl of blood. Right. I, mean, I could see the concern, clearly. And then if he opens his mouth and just starts going, <sighs> looks like a cat, but a human, in clear sign, it's a vampire. Yeah. So that is five, four, and three. Off our list, and we are actually going to save the last two, maybe a couple of more. We'll see. For part two, which we will bring to you later this week, because we have things that require our attention, such as all games, practices, parenthood, living. Life. Yeah. Uh, but that is the start of this two-parter when it comes to some of our Ireland spooky spooks. 
codifying yep. vampires and poltergeist and spook spook Egyptian material. So, yeah. And whoever's so, listening over in Ireland, if y'all got any other stories that, you know, you might like to mention, feel free to send us emails. And which that email? Here. You want to know that email? That email? The bstpod at gmail.com. Oh, man, I was going to see if they can guess it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not that, I'm not that cruel. Oh, I might be. But you're not. But you just told him. Just send email. Thank you. <laughs> and we do have a few, a couple of social media platforms that you can access and send us some good old stuff on there. We got the Instagram, the underscore BST underscore podcast. Find us on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. I know, again, it shows our age. Facebook. Yeah. It, it's like, oh, that's your older. People now, yeah. It's on Facebook. Bite me. Anymore. You know what? Talking about vampires, bite me. We're on Facebook. <laughs> Check out our uh, Facebook group, the BST Podcast Discussion Group. Uh, share that with your peoples. Then your peoples can become our peoples. We can all be everybody's peoples. Precisely. Yeah. We're also on the Twitter, which you can find that. At the underscore BSD underscore podcast. It's just there. Follow us, like some of our stuff, share it. Yeah. And then we've got some other things we are going to work on. We're in the process of working on a legitimate website. It's going to take some time because we're not the most computer savvy. I wish I was, but we got, we got some help there. And that will be coming at, at some point when we can squeeze some more time into venture out into some new waters like we're venturing over into Ireland, maybe, you know, social media wise, we'll venture into some other things, but we'll see, you know, for sure. All of this requires time. Once we have it, we can get more stuff out. I think the best, easiest way to put it. Yeah. So keep listening, keep following us and I promise we'll get better and better each time. <laughs> we'll try. Like you said, no promises, but you know what? We'll do our best. Forget the rest. I did my best. And we're gonna enjoy it. I did you know. my best. I did my best. Oh, I did my best. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this has been part one of our Ireland spooks spooks. So we will be back with part two later this week. So keep an eye on your feed. Check us out on all of the podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. Like, share, leave us reviews, let us know what we can do to improve, and we will do our best, by golly. <laughs> amen. Amen. So, anyways, got any final things, Mr. Scott? No, I think we're I think we're all good here. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you for part sure. two of our Island Spooks later this week. So this has been the BST Podcast, signing out. See ya.